Welcome to Pod Drop. I am happy to be joined by my multiple recurring guest, uh, Show Ali. Uh, he is here to talk everything about the decade. Very original concept here. We're going to go over the best of the decade. I mean, <laughs> it's a little bit low-hanging fruit, but uh, I think Show is the perfect guy to break it all down with. Show, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mark. So right now we're starting, I mean, this is podcast, so you could be listening to these in any order, but we're going to start with movies and uh, we're going to go into gaming and uh, sports, of course, on uh, another episode, but let's get right into it. So show, for those who don't know, uh, huge movie guy, the go-to guy for movies, at least in my circle, and he has an amazing podcast, Showtime, Showtime mm-hmm. movie podcast, um, and I recommend to go there, he is perfect at navigating when to talk. You know, if it's Star Wars and everyone's seen it, okay, we can get the spoilers, but with some of those like more artsy fartsy movies, he knows how to let you know a review that doesn't ruin a movie for you. So definitely check that out. But we'll get right into it. So the best movie of the decade. Just to let you kinda let it ruminate for a second, I'm gonna go through the Oscar winners throughout okay. the decade. We got The King's Speech, The Artist, Argo, Twelve Years a Slave. Birdman, Spotlight, Moonlight, big run for the lights there, Shape of Water, and Green Book. Two questions. One, how many of these do you think I've actually seen? Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to guess. The over-under is three and a half. I I, I think you've seen under three and a half. Bingo. I've seen two. (laughs) I've seen, we saw Spotlight together. That's right, yeah. On a a bus. (laughs) On a bus ride for school, and I've seen Argo, which I really like. Oh, yeah, that was a good good one, honestly. Uh, The rest... You know what? I always try to like see a couple Oscar nominations, but I guess I kept missing the winners. Second question, because you, you nailed that one. What is going to be 2019? We're missing 2019 from oh, this, yeah. obviously. What is 2019's winner? This is obviously a prediction about a month and a half ahead of yeah. the Oscars. It's usually, so. I think we're we're in Jan- we're beginning of January, so I think. I think they, they changed the Oscars date recently. Like last year was the first year of the new date. So it's either the last weekend of February or the first weekend of March. And who will be announced the winner That's on that great, date? That's a great question. I feel like I feel like at this point it's a toss up between the Irishman, which would be a coup for Netflix for sure, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's also possible, like the, I think the Dark Horse candidate is marriage story because that's generating a lot of buzz but it's i think it'll be one of those three i'm i'm leading irishman just because of martin scorsese it's an epic a gangster epic starring all these kind of hollywood icons i think i I get the sense that's probably who it's going to be but you never know something somebody someone might upset i mean green book itself wasn't upset last year although it was a i feel like last year was a not maybe the strongest year for movies out of those three movies i have seen one marriage story. I I quite liked marriage story. Oh, you did okay. Um, I've been meaning to see the Irishman, but like, it, the meme of it being so long, like that became such a thing attached yeah, to yeah. it that it's kind of, at least, um, kind of discouraged me by not being able to find like a time to like you know carve out. But I'm definitely going to see that. I think the the year the actual, in my opinion, though the actual best movie of the film, the year was probably Parasite, and it was a and it's funnily enough as a, a foreign film. Uh, Korean film with subtitles and everything, but that easily is the best picture of the year. I I think it's definitely going to get nominated. Whether it will win because of the language barrier with with your average quote unquote Oscar voter is another another thing entirely. I think it deserves to win best picture, but I feel like Irishman will probably end up winning. But you never know, right? A big, bigger upsets have happened. That is cool. Two Netflix movies that came out kind of limited release, yeah. and then 
on this massive streaming platform that everyone can see. Like, I have no, there's no excuse except for, you know, basically, I don't want to use the word laziness, but I should see the Irishman. <laughs> I have that chance. And you have four days off. Come yeah, on, man. <laughs> I will find, I will, I'll set a kid. You might hear him crying in the <laughs> background true. of this. Uh, we're filming this not at the Sportsnet studios, but rather in my basement. So, best movie. Now, this is hard. Like, I'll, I'll let you say your favorite movie of the decade as well. Okay. But try to be, uh, you're so good at this being kind of objective uh, from the cr- critic side. I know it's particularly hard with like movies and art in general. Right. But what do you think is like the the decade defining movie of the 2010s? I feel like I'm I'm just looking 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 at the list we were talking about earlier. I I feel like you could make an argument for virtually any one of these movies, but I I really liked the Social Network. And the Social Network came out. I think the movie came out in 2010. That was that was going to be my pick, yeah. but I'll let you have it. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the one that was. So it's it's a, it's right at the beginning of the decade. Yes. But at the same time, you know, I, it, might, it might have been one of those films that may have hit like limited release in in like November 2009, and then it hit. But it was it was nominated for the 2010 Oscars. But at the same time, if if I if if that's eligible. I'm going to go with The Social Network. If not The Social Network, though, I'd probably say one of the best movies of the decade, if not the best movie as a runner-up, a close runner-up, is, is Mad Max, Fury Road. That I movie, love that movie, too. That's an, a technical masterpiece. You can, you can make the arguments for like movies like The Grand Budapest Hotel and these, these movies that you listed earlier as well. But uh, I think for me, if, I, if, if it's eligible, I would go with The Social Network. I just recently rewatched The Social Network uh, the Rewatchables podcast, the Bill oh, yeah, okay. podcast, uh, podcast network. I kind of stumbled upon that and just kind of downloaded some of my favorites, and it inspired me to watch it again. And it, it is truly incredibly rewatchable. Yeah, and like that is to me such a big part of movies is like, can the art like it, does it warrant a second view? Because you can some some movies can be very like The Irishman. I can imagine being like this, especially because of its runtime. But not just that. But some movies can be very dark and heavy and kind of you know not be that easy to rewatch but what makes the social network even more decade defining is the con like it's subject matter is so social network and internet yeah. and this kind of is the tech decade right so though though the movie's been criticized a little bit for like you know fictionalizing or like i guess you know creating some or bending some truths to create for a better movie which is completely fine in my book the acting was great the music Trent Reznor, I think, yeah, it was, like, great. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, and of course, David Fincher is on my short list of top three, if not my favorite director. So that was my movie. The other one that came to mind is Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, it's a cartoon. I know that's that's kind of my personal. So if I said what I thought defined the decade, I could say show, Social Network, and I'm glad we're on the same page there. But my favorite movie might be into the Spider Verse. You know, I don't think that's that's not a crazy thing to say. Yeah. I mean, people people said I think it was in two thousand and nine that Up was probably the best movie of the year, and you, you could you could make an argument it was nominated for Best Picture, and you can make an argument it deserved to win over. I think it was, I think it was actually The Hurt Locker. I think it was that year. Uh, that was the year that Avatar was was uh, up for the Best Picture race as well. But I yeah I feel I just feel like Into the Spider Verse was a beautifully animated film it it melded traditional 2d animation and computer animation in a way you'd pretty much never seen before even like the sounds of the characters feet on the ground had little words coming out from them and it was very creative and then on top of that it was a beautifully told story as well i mean the the aspect of it that 
quote unquote anybody can wear the mask. It was something I really really liked. That was that was very it was very inclusive. And and even if and, and on top of that, Miles Morales is a character that a lot of people really identify with, even in the even in com- the comics world, right? So now you get him in the Spider Verse, and we're gonna get a Spider Verse two, I think in I think in twenty twenty one or twenty two. So I'm actually I'm gonna step in there. I, I'm a little skeptical about Into the Spider Verse two. Okay, I just because I think like I don't want to say that. There's nowhere to explore because literally there's like infinite universes. <laughs> right, right. But like, I don't want to say it's a one trick pony either. But I, 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 what I liked about that movie, I think uh, uh, some of it isn't on uh, the one viewing, but the first, like its first iteration, like it's it's almost like there's a lot of elements I consider classic, and I, I hope it doesn't feel like a retread. Sure. Um, like you know, many sequels, in particular animated sequels, can sometimes that is fair. Uh, fall into. So yeah. uh, you mentioned Social Network as the decade. We, we talked Spider-Verse. Do you have like another movie that would be your favorite? My personal favorite. Whether it's Star Wars or anything. Huh. like. That's a great question. I feel like this, this might be a bit of a cop-out because I, I don't know if it's my favorite, but one that I, I really appreciated. I, you know what? My favorite, if I had to pick one, probably would be Mad Max, to be completely honest. But one that I, that I really appreciate for the kind of storytelling it kind of wrapped up, frankly, was Avengers Endgame. Just because, I mean, you and I both are pretty big Marvel fans and we both go to see those movies and interact with the properties in a variety of different ways, whether it's comic books or video games or whatever, right? So, and that's... Couple that's, nerds. Yeah, right. Here, nerds. We, here we are, a couple of nerds. <laughs> but I just, I feel like we, we said, like, there's so much to be said about the Avengers when it came out in 2012, the very first one, but how this is a, a movie-making event you had never seen before, right? All these kind of A-list actors who all each had their own movies, some of which had multiple movies at that point, all coming together for a team-up movie, which we hadn't really seen before. Not only that, it ended up being really good. And then on top of that, they kind of continued it. They added new heroes, more A-list actors. The universe kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And then all of a sudden, here's Endgame. And if there's if there's something to be said about Star Wars and Game of Thrones, for example, where, which are two properties that I feel like both wrapped up this past year in 20, in 20, 2019 i should say and you know there was there was mixed reaction let's say in, in people in, don't like things ending yeah people it's true love things and then when they end they they lash out in yeah. mean ways like game of thrones i think i think we're actually going to talk about a little bit more about that as we end yeah, the yeah, podcast yeah but so. all, all, I, all i wanted to say was that the end, the way Endgame wrapped things up was very satisfying. Agreed. Right? And I think for that reason, it was that's why I appreciated it so much as one of my favorite films of, I, I definitely of this year and or this past year. I keep saying, I keep getting stuck in 2019, but of this past year and definitely of one of the more entertaining movies, I would say, of the last 10 years. Just rewatched it recently. Agree with everything you said. It, it, it wraps things up nicely and... Every time I've come on your podcast, I've always been very concerned about like, oh, do non-Marvel fans who don't watch all the movies, like, well, do they get it? You know what? This one can be pretty darn confusing if you haven't watched other movies. Sure, yeah. But if you have, there's a level of appreciation that you gain that is unlike any other movie ever in existence. Right. Because it's like, yeah, it's 20 movies later on top of each other, but like, it's more than that. The way that they they reference the other ones is unlike anything else. So, you know, aside from the new viewer, to us nerds, it was amazing ending, and I, I think you had some great choices there. Best TV show, equally subjective. Um, I wrote down a couple nominees, okay. some of these that I haven't even quite really seen, but um, Breaking Bad's kind of the obvious choice. It won a couple Emmys this year, wrapped up at the, the the front end of this decade. Game of Thrones start and began, began and finished 
basically throughout the decade. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. That's right. Four Emmys. Uh, Modern Family, uh, five straight Emmys to start the the decade, and then still going on, hasn't won those. But obviously, uh, Amelia's just started watching the show, and right. I've been kind of tuning in, and it's great. And I feel like it's definitely spawned a lot of other like sitcoms. Um, Veep, another HBO show here, four Emmys basically since Modern Family run ran out, and I I saw the whole first season. I kind of dropped off, but. I really liked it. A couple one-offs here. Okay. Watchmen, which I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later, but incredible. Uh, no word on if there's going to be a second season, and I think this kind of brings up the discussion of can a TV show really exist in just one season, and, and how does that, you know, something we didn't really see in the previous decade, and, right. and we're seeing it more and more with the next one as well, Chernobyl. Another HBO You know, show. I never, I admit I never watched Chernobyl. I think you would like that. I watched, I watched the first episode. And I'm like, boy, I need a shower or something. After this is heavy, and then I, I just never really came back to it. It doesn't really get less heavy. So, like, if, <laughs> like we were saying, sometimes you just gotta be in the right mindset for that. Uh, and then Black Mirror, one of my personal favorites, another one that I'm putting a little bit as like a, a pioneer trendsetter here, like kind of breaking the mold. Like an anthology show is not an unheard of concept. Yeah, but, sure. But reintroducing it, introducing it through the Netflix platform, and then like playing within that. Uh, space by launching they basically had that telltale-esque like choose your own adventure oh, yeah, that's right. uh, episode which was i mean kind of mixed bag but at least like them experimenting it's escaping but the name of it is escaping me right now but ba- bandersnatch yes is that what it was yes, bandersnatch. yeah okay I, and i played it and I, I was saying that i'm like that sounds like a nonsense word that i made up but that is what it's called <laughs> uh, it was really cool you finish like one path and then it would like rewind you yeah. to like the next significant fork in the road and then when you finish that path, it will rewind you even further. Right. But it was very intelligent in how it would like um, abbreviate the scenes that you've already seen and like tighten them up so that once you've gone through it once, you can go through the additional ones a lot quicker. But let's hear some of your picks. What was your best TV show of the decade? Okay, I think I think for sure Breaking Bad is probably the both the best and my favorite if we're going with the two categories because it was. I almost feel like Breaking Bad was that appointment viewing. I mean, I know we everyone talks about how we live in the golden age of television, but I feel like, yeah, Breaking Bad was the first show that I personally watched where I said to myself, holy smokes, I got to watch, I got to watch the season finale or the series finale live. I can't, I can't afford to wait because it will be spoiled for me and I don't want to be spoiled, right? And Game of Thrones definitely was the next show for me that was like that. And I think social media changed a little bit while Game of Thrones was airing to the point where it's uh, social media itself changed how you viewed Game of Thrones almost to a little to an, to an extent at least and Breaking Bad I think was right at the beginning of that right like in terms of the usage of Twitter and Instagram and so on but had they existed at the same time I have no doubt uh, Twitter and so on would have reacted the exact same way to Breaking Bad that they did to Game of Thrones but it, that that's what would be that would be my pick I I also think I would pick uh, maybe if I could pick another comedy, I'd probably pick Parks and Rec. Parks that and almost Rec, made my short list. Yeah, like yeah. that's a, it's like you can definitely argue either way for it, but for me, it, w- it was very, it was a very wholesome comedy and, and it was made by the same people who made, you know, The Office and good The Good Place and everything and I just feel like it was, it was funny, but it wasn't, there was no meanness to any of the comedy and if, it just made you feel good afterwards. I think also on a personal note, for me, that, that, I watched that show when 
I was going through some personal stuff myself. So it kind of helped me a lot through the, you know, like la- laughing felt good, right? So yeah. I think for me, it, it, it ranks it up a little bit more. And Game of Thrones, I feel like, has to be on the list. I Just think... to be, the ending, I, I totally agree. The ending for a lot of people left to be much to be desired. But the way it, the way it changed television even now we see shows like the witcher and all these other tv shows that are trying Such to emulate hot, hot ga- garbage you know what i mean like they try but, the they, witcher, they, but those, those shows exist because of game of thrones right yes now they're making like a wheel of time show and they're making all these other fantasy things and so on and those shows would not exist without game of thrones i am about four and a half episodes into the witcher i don't I think know I'm, I think why I'm four, i think i'm four episodes in as well i i can never really like i can be full of energy and be like oh i you know Elliot's gone to sleep. I have an hour and a half. Like, you know, I can be banging out one or two episodes and like halfway into an episode, I'm like confused and just kind of bored. But Game of Thrones, I think has to be my choice. And it's like, it's not even because it's my favorite. I'm talking about like of the decade. Right. I love Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is my favorite. And like the third to last episode of Breaking Bad, kind of where everything unravels, spoiler alert, like I guess, sorry, (laughs) Um, where the episode starts with, uh, the brother-in-law names escaping me. Hank, Hank, Hank yeah. getting you know shot, and then eventually you know him having to escape to Alaska. That episode is one of the best hours of television. Mm-hmm. Maybe only slightly ahead of Watchmen's penultimate episode, which is uh, definitely really that good. Eh? Up there, Watchmen right. has uh, the the back half. Of it's amazing. Anyone who hasn't read the comic but it has any like small interest in superheroes, whether you know, you're knowledgeable about them or not. Watchmen exists in its own universe. It's almost a bit of a parody, might not be the right word, but it's a, maybe a critique of like the superhero uh, myths in a way. And the the book itself uh, from 1980s holds up fantastically. Looking back, rereading it right now, it's easy for, to forget that when that book was coming out, we were very much in the middle of the Cold War, and that's right. something that that deals with. Now, the show does a similar thing where it's dealing with kind of the 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 issues un- about race in America in particular, but, you know, around our world. And it's a very careful uh, commentary on that, and it's, it's fantastic, and I highly recommend it. Game of Thrones, though, is just so big. People hate how it ended. I get that. I think people also aren't giving the creators benefit of the doubt in the in the sense that they were adapting a book, right? And then they were suddenly told, like this author who got crippling whatever anxiety because he's like, I can never live up to the show because the show is obviously such a behemoth. He, he just stopped writing, and they're like, "You want us to finish your story?" And people are upset that they couldn't do it the way that everybody did. And everyone goes, "Oh, they should have more episodes, more." It's like, yeah, of course you wanted more. You're a huge fan, but this is like the way it breaks. And, you know, yes, the pacing accelerated, but it's not the only time a story, you know, Breaking Bad is a perfect example. Breaking Bad until its final season had only crossed like a year and a half. And like season four, he has his one year anniversary of cancer. And to an audience who may not have been like clued in goes, oh my gosh, like this has basically been going not day to day, but you know what I mean? And then there's a time skip. These things happen, but Game of Thrones, you mentioned the watch, like getting together to, uh, you know, event viewing. I remember people inviting me over to play Game of Thrones Risk before the new episode. Sure, yeah, yeah. And no one said, let's play like Veep Risk, right? Like (laughs) it never happened. Veep Risk, (laughs) that's great. um, I think Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones are two names that definitely come to the top uh, for different reasons. Yeah, the only one I would add, which we didn't talk about at all, was Mad Men. Ended, it, it... 
uh, final season was 2010, I believe. So or 2011 was the final season. Okay, so okay. It, it was to me. I kept it out for a couple of reasons. One, I, I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> Two, I, I remember it. Um, having somewhat of a div- divisive ending, but mainly more seasons being in the previous decade. Okay, fair it enough. It being right. uh, praised for its early seasons sure, too, sure. right? Uh, but definitely, like, if you had to say quickly, a network, what network won? Oh, I would boy. say HBO. Yeah, Game it's, of Thrones it's, it's, it's either HBO or Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the streaming services. That's who won. Which is an amazing point you brought up because Breaking Bad, I, I, I always thought of this. So Breaking Bad is an AMC show. Yeah. But... Once the movie El Camino came out, which was really cool. I enjoyed it, yeah. Somewhat forgettable, but I, in the moment, I was like 100% sure. in. Yeah. I feel like, and the fact that Breaking Bad had been on Netflix for several years streaming, so many people consumed that show through Netflix. Yeah. That people, you ask the common, you know, not the nerds like us who are like kind of plugged in, who work in television, all that. You ask them what network that is, and I wouldn't be surprised if the next generation just assumes that it's Netflix. Like Netflix sure, was yeah. able to basically steal an ip in a way <laughs> i'm sure they didn't steal they obviously there was deals and stuff but i thought that that shows the power of netflix there's some there's something to be said for netflix more or less introducing the concept of binging whether and, and i think that probably came about with their own their own original content whether it was like house of cards or orange is the new black when those shows first started and then as they acquired more shows like friends and breaking bad and all these relatively popular tv shows that you could instead of waiting week to week like we did when it when it actually aired you could just binge watch all of breaking bad and like over the span of what a couple of weeks essentially which i'm sure many people did once they realized how good it was and it really helped people catch up yeah exactly yeah 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 yeah. so same with game of thrones i felt because hbo has always been very like of course, you need that HBO account or your mom or your dad has a password or your cousin has a <laughs> right. password or whatever. But like they've always made their content super accessible in order to catch up. So, I mean, that's definitely a whole trend in the decade uh, in itself. Lastly, franchise or IP, you know, in, um, intellectual property. Uh, which one do you think is best set up to succeed in this coming decade? I, I put three down. The big one, Star Wars. Um, then there's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then I, I mentioned Game of Thrones because I like there's a lot of meat on the bone. We've heard about all these things. Um, say what you will about how the the public perception is coming out, uh, but which of these stand out as like going to be the winner of 2010 if we had to do this 10 years from now? Oh, I see. Okay, I if I, if I had to guess who the so you're saying the 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 Roaring Twenties who wins the Roaring Twenties if we yes. if we're if we're guessing ahead of well, time or, or keep it to what it like who is. Who has shown you something this decade that makes you believe that they will win? Yeah. Who's best set up to win that 20s? You know, it's funny you mentioned Star Wars and Marvel because then, then I would just say Disney, right? Because yeah. Well, they're going to own the world. Yeah, exactly. They're, in tw- by 2020, I'm sure Bob Iger will be pre- uh, the, the four-time the serving president. Yeah. It is the 2020s now. We're basically... I'm 2020 now. But yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, if, if, if I'm picking from those ones or even if I'm including other ones, I find it hard to pick against the MCU just because the Star Wars IP... I, I don't I'm not saying it's been damaged or tainted in any way, but I do think that there is somewhat of an a level of uncertainty as to what comes next. And they they have announced a million TV shows, bro. Yeah, and that's probably what's going to happen yeah. between now and the next movie, right? I think they've announced that there's an unnamed, uh, no no plot details movie coming out in 2022, and that's very much just like a reserve date that might may not maybe that doesn't happen, right? But the Mandalorian, the the, the Obi Wan show that they announced at at, uh, 
at the Disney convention over the summer. Those are what's coming next for Star Wars. But for Marvel, we already know there's a sequel to every, virtually every major movie for the characters that are still around, like Black Panther and Doctor Strange. And there's another Spider-Man movie coming out now that they've sorted out the whole the Fox or pardon me, the uh, Sony Disney deal, right? All that stuff's been sorted out already. So those movies are getting sequels and then Disney Plus is so huge again we talk about the TV shows you know there's going to be the WandaVision TV show which is going to apparently tie into the movies there's going to be uh, a Falcon uh, Winter Soldier uh, TV show which is also going to tie into the movies it's just they've done a really good job of making everything connected and if that's the case based on everything they've announced already there's going to be a Blade movie there's going to be a Shang-Chi movie There's, there's just so many things they've already announced as opposed to Star Wars, which is essentially just, we know there's a Mandalorian season two coming out later this year, and we know next year, sometime, there will be an Obi-Wan movie. That's kind of it, right? Yeah. I mean, my only hesitation is, I, I would probably pick Star Wars, and... Look, I want to pick Star Wars. Yeah. I just came, I just came <laughs> back Star from Wars Galaxy's Edge. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan, right? But at the same time, I just the the uncertainty around it is what is just is the only thing really holding me well, back. Well, here's my case. It would be that <laughs> we talk about this a lot on your pod whenever I'm on too. The the Marvel bubble, the people need to fatigue on these eventually. I, I I'm you certainly th- you would think. And here's why I think they, there is a chance, and it's because I don't think they'll ever be able to get to what Endgame was again. Okay. So I say that they've honestly peaked, and you're probably gonna say, "Well, Star Wars peaked Episode Five or whatever, Emperor Strikes Back." One. This is one of the most overrated Star Wars movies. It's like, we're not going to get it. I heard your podcast. I heard everyone like just, you know, oh, it's so obviously five, this and that. It's like, okay, okay, guys, come on. What would you pick? Real quick. Um, I would say, well, you guys you guys weren't that high on this. I would say six. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Okay. A quick right. order would be six, uh-huh. four, like New Hope, Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah, Eight. Oh, my Five. God. Eight, five, like, but, yeah, but, five those are, all, but five is still in your like top all four. Four of those movies, and actually throw in Rogue One. Those five movies, uh-huh. I could really go anyway. Okay, like, those sure. Five okay, are all right. the top tier in all my right. mind. That's fair. But um, I think yeah, we'll go into that's a discussion for maybe off the mic here. <laughs> I do think Star Wars is set to succeed because it just it hasn't tapped into so much and i know they just kind of wrapped up their Skywalker trilogy, but we know that there's all these offshoot movies that are possible. The, the fact that they're tapping into TV and it's like super fresh and there's literally a galaxy of different ways they could go. I just think that there's a lot more unexplored territory, whereas Marvel is trying to wor- like exist in a world after Endgame. And yes, they have a million things lined up, but you know they're closing the door on some of their iconic characters in Endgame. And, and Part of me thinks that some of the casual fans may drop off of what we've realized that, that there's so many hardcore fans that it doesn't truly matter. Both of these are going to succeed. Disney is going to make a million, millions and millions and millions and millions every second we talk here. And Game of Thrones, uh, I just put there for fun. We've already kind of talked about Game of <laughs> yeah. Thrones a little bit. But uh, you know what? I, I think that too is something I'm not I – w- I would be surprised if the spinoff is actually all that good. Yeah. To be honest, I feel like they told the best story and like we're still waiting on that book. God, so, yeah. Like, I mean, you know what's funny? I started reading the books when I was in high school, and I lucked out because the 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 at the time the newest book came out in like 2006 or something like that. And then I thought to myself, "Oh, this is great." And then the next book came out in 2010 when we were in university. 
And I thought to myself, oh, this is not, you know, not too bad of a wait. You're timing it out. It's timing yeah. up well here. Timed yeah. out, timed out well. And then since 2010, there has not been a new book. It's been 10 years. Give me a new book, George. Come on. It's nuts. Well, that was a lot. Last question before we kind of wrap up the, I guess, Hollywood movie, television, whatever you want to call it, segment is we talked a lot of it, but how will you remember 2010s? This is a bit more of a a big picture thing. And I'm going to say we've kind of talked about it, but 2010s to me will be the binging decade. And I bring that up because of Disney's Plus decision to not binge, right? 2010s isn't the start of the binging. I think a lot of the trends of this, like, release an entire season on one day, I don't know if that's going to be happening in three, four years. I think Netflix, like, came out and and made, you know, showed the merits of that. I think Disney Plus realized that you can get the consensus, you can get people, the zeitgeist, watching things on at the same time and commenting them on a week-to-week basis, and the power of that is incredible. And I think this decade is the binging decade, and I say that because, like I said, I don't know if it's going to be the standard moving forward. I, I definitely agree with you. I think binging is absolutely something I'll remember the 2010s for. I think maybe in a broader sense, I'll remember the 2010s for having been a decade that kind, that to an extent made nerd nerd fandom almost the norm, right? Because... You're the, like a loser if you don't watch Game of Thrones. Se- like, yeah. But seriously, like... The, 100%. Like, it, you, you are out of the, the social water cooler loop if you did not watch Game of Thrones or if you have not seen the latest Marvel movie or if you haven't watched Star Wars or, if, you know, if you don't know who Baby Yoda is and any of these things, right? Like, if you... If, scum. If, you, if you don't know who Baby Yoda <laughs> you're is, you're scum. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I mean, right? Like, whether or not you, you like those things or not, if you are not aware of those things, you are... It's hard, weird to say, but you're not "quote unquote" cool, right? And it's, it's, I mean, you're outside the norm. Like you are the you're the minority, yeah, essentially of, of any of those yeah. things, right? And you know, there are some people who, but prior to let's say 2008, I know it's not in the 2010s, but prior to the Iron Man movie coming out, the very first one, that they wouldn't give those movies a second thought, right? With the X-Men movies and the Fantastic Four movies or whatever, you're looking at those and you're going, eh, that's not for me, right? And you, and you could get away with that. Now, for better or for worse, that has taken over Hollywood in a massive, massive way. And yeah, I, fi- I find that really interesting. That's definitely what I'm going to be remembering uh, the 2010s for, especially uh, on the heels of only in the last couple of months, Martin Scorsese's comments on Marvel movies not being cinema and all that stuff. And then he releases The Irishman on a streaming service. And that's a, that's a whole other conversation. But I, I, it's fitting to me that that's what wrapped up the decade because that's it's on a lot of people's minds. That's awesome. Show for the movie fans out there, where can they find you and your podcast? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at S-N-S-A-L-L-I, S-N-S Alley, or you can find the podcast uh, on iTunes, on Google Play, and on the website uh, Showtime, without a W, S-H-O-TimeMovies.com. Thank you so much. And for anyone who wants to hear more of Show and myself talk sports or gaming, just go to the pod drop feed. Thank you.